This podcast is brought to you by PodPro Australia. Hi, I'm Karen Hillen. Welcome to the My HR Partner podcast. We talk about all things HR from recruitment to ending employment. If you'd like support with your HR, check out our website, www.myhrp.com.au. Hello and welcome to the My HR Partner podcast. Welcome back, Karen Hillen. How are you going? I'm really well, really well. Today, HR policies and procedures, and importantly, getting a handbook that lays them out. Obviously, something that's very important for a business. Tell me why. It basically sets the rules of your business. So um, it can be really important to have that in place, especially if you've got a large team already or you know that your team's growing. So You've got that handbook there. You can give it to people as part of their induction process or if you're implementing or updating policies, you can have a team meeting and introduce the policies to existing staff. And it just sets out not just the rules of your business but entitlements, um, what you expect from your employees but also what they can expect from you Um you know, so I'll use a, a leave policy, for example, that sets out all of the entitlements, the types of leave that people are entitled to, how much leave they get, and also sets the rules in relation to how do I apply for leave? Um, what do I have to do if I'm sick? Um, you know, do I have to bring a medical certificate or not? So Can I text? Do I have to call? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so it's a combination of setting the rules and the expectations with um, what the entitlements of an employee are um, and, and things like complaints processes, um, what to do if you're being harassed or bullied. So it, there's a real balance between what the business expects and also what the you know rights and entitlements of a, an employee are. Sure. Can you tell me what are some of the HR policies and procedures that are a standard that every business should have? Yeah, look, uh, sometimes when I'm talking to a, a business that might only have one employee, you know, I, you can do without them to start with if you've got really great communication. You're really clear about what your expectations are, um, what the processes are in relation to things we've just spoken about, leave, absences, things like that. But once you start to get a few more employees, it's hard to keep track of that and keep on top of that when you've got a new employee. And if nothing's in writing, then it's hard for people to remember what all of those things are as well. So the types of policies um, I think are really important. Starting point, code of conduct. So that is sort of like the, the rules of your business. So it sets out your expectations in relation to um, what you expect people to do while they're representing your business. Do they need to wear a uniform? Um, some common sense things like no fighting in the workplace, um, things like swearing, um, the, the way you treat your customers and clients, um, all of those types of things in relation to your expectations when your employees are representing you. So that's probably the, the basis of a lot of other policies that go into more detail. Um, so I have two HR um, handbooks. I've got a starter one for, for small businesses that really just want something to start Cover out. Cover the basics. Yeah. So that has code of conduct, um, a leave policy, 
um, work health and safety and um, performance and um, I think the other one's got to do with email and internet use. I um, can't remember off the top of my head, but there's about five or six policies in there. Um, so for a, a business that's just starting out, they might only have a couple of employees. They don't have um, company vehicles. They're not ready to set rules about social media yet. Um, they want something, but they 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 just don't need the comprehensive um, sure. pack of policies. That's a good place to start. But for a business that's established, has you know probably five, ten, and more employees, there are other policies to think about that can become important. So things like um, attendance and absenteeism. So it sets the expectations of what somebody should do if they're going to be late or they're not coming in for the day. So exactly what you said, um, a phone call, not a text or an email, but some businesses might be okay with a text or an email. Um, so tailoring that to what the business needs as well. So it's not just, this is the policy handbook, this is what's in it, there's no choice, you can't change it. That's why I like to have a conversation with a business owner first so I can find out what they want in it and what they need in it. Um, some other things, you know, performance policy, performance management. So people know what to expect if they have poor performance. They can see what the process is in the policy. Drug and alcohol policy, social media, um, all, EO. All, there's, there's all a lot. very important. Yeah. I mean, again, it's one of those things that you probably don't need until something goes something wrong. Something goes wrong. Absolutely. And that's the thing, you know. If you don't have policies and something goes wrong, you can still follow a process. But if you've got all of those policies in place, it makes it a lot easier because you've already got that in in place and people hopefully have signed to say that they've read and acknowledged those policies. One of the things I also recommend is having team meetings, toolbox talks, um, you know, working lunches or whatever they might be to discuss those policies. So some of my clients will pick a policy and they'll talk about one policy each team meeting um, or they might do an overview of the whole thing. But it's good to educate people about those policies as well as just having the policy handbook that might be sitting in a cupboard that nobody knows about. Um, so yeah, it, it, and look, there are other policies that aren't in my handbook that um, that people might require. So again, that's why I like talking to people before they order so we can get all of that sorted. And if somebody says to me, for instance, um, I want a, um, an expense policy that gives guidance to my employees about what they can and can't spend money on, what the limit is, what the process is, that's not something that's standard in the ha in my handbook that, that I have, but I can add it. So, so you provide tailored services. Absolutely, so yeah. You can yeah. add in specific things that business owners need or want into yep. their – because I gather there's probably hundreds of different things that could go, could go into a, yeah. a handbook. But um, – and, you know, you need your stock standard, you know, 16, 20 or so that yep. cover the main things, but then each business may have a need for – for other things to, to be put in. Yeah, definitely. So um, one of the things that's in, in, in my handbook that's um, fairly standard um, are vehicle use policies. So if you don't have company vehicles and you know you're never going to have them, it's not relevant. So we can take those out. Um, sometimes people don't want um, a, a particular policy that's in there, so we take it out. So they're customisable, tailored to your business, and when I provide it to, to my client, it's ready to go. 
it's we've already had conversations. I've had them fill out a form with some details I need. So when they get it, um, it's ready to, to give their employees. They don't have to fill anything out. Um, it's not a, a template that's going to take them hours to fill out themselves. It's, it's provided ready to go. Perfect. And I gather it would work the other way too. We talked about then clients saying, I need a particular policy put in, but you may get through a, an order and, and say, oh, there's something we need to add into this for your particular business that they don't know about yeah, or yeah. haven't thought of. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's the beauty of having a conversation with someone first. So we've usually covered that before they've even got to the stage that's of ordering. That's the beauty of having you in their corner. Yeah, I, and, and I like to have that personal service and, and, and talk through what people need. So like I said, a vehicle policy is going to be useless if you're never going to have company vehicles or, or you've got company vehicles but you don't allow your employees to, to drive them, for instance. Um, you know, some uh, one of the policies in there relates to PPE. So that's going to be relevant for, for tradies or people that, that have personal protective equipment but it may not be relevant for an accounting business or a real estate business where they don't have that type of um, equipment but they may need a a dress policy um, that talks about wearing uniforms or, you know, the the acceptable standard of um, dress. So, you know, you need to wear our company branded shirt with black pants or grey pants, whatever it might be. So you can set those expectations in those policies as well. And as you said, there's a whole range of other policies that um, I don't have standard in the handbook, but you can add them. So First aid policy could be an example. That's not in my standard handbook, but um, a larger business that needs to deal with first aid officers, um, you know, location of the first aid room or something like that, um, we can add those things in. Okay. How often should a business review their policies and procedures? And is that a service that you can offer as well that they can come to and say, look, we haven't looked at this in five years. Uh, We had three employees then, we now have 20. Yeah, that's a great example. If you got some policies, you know, three, four, five years ago um, or, or even more recent and you had a couple of employees but now you have 20, there may be a need to add some policies. Uh, like, like I spoke about earlier with the, the starter handbook I've got, it's got about five policies in it. That's great for a small business that's starting out but as they grow, there are probably uh, – Um, policies that need to go in there. So um, a social media um, policy may not have been important in the beginning, but now it will be because you might have people that are encouraged to post on social media about your business, but you want to have some... um, some guidance about what they can and can't do. So, yeah, it's it's good to to review. Every year would be great. Every year. Um, But every couple of years at least, just so um, not only you can satisfy yourself that things are still up to date um, if your business is growing or even getting smaller, um, but more importantly, legislation does change. So you want to make sure that you still have the the most up-to-date legislation um, to, to make sure that you're covering those things and you don't have old things in your policy that may have been updated. Um, it could be to do with entitlements or it could be to do with changes in legislation. So it's always good to check. Um, a year, every year would be great. Yep. You mentioned there some policies, things like 
mobile phone or social media. What if a business owner wants to have a policy around that but doesn't know what it should be? That's the beauty of getting the the policies from me because um, they're they're already written for you. So they're fairly standard policies um, that um, that suit most circumstances. So again, I can have a conversation with somebody. We can talk about what their needs are, and I can add things if needed, and I can most importantly, tailor it to their business. So even if people have got no idea about what they need, that's why I like to have a chat with them first because we can talk through what they need. I can ask questions. And then once they're ready to order, they also get um, a form to fill in where I ask more questions about the business and their needs. So it's completely tailored to what they need. Um, And also things sometimes that they didn't realise they need. Um, Having those conversations, we can talk about those things. Um, I also do single policy. So sometimes a business will just come to me and say, I need a social media policy because I'm sick of people posting inappropriate things on my Facebook page or I'm sick of people um, mentioning my business on their personal page or sure. you know, on you know, Instagram, TikTok, wherever they're, they're posting. So they need a particular policy to deal with an issue. So, so I can also do that if if somebody um, doesn't want a full suite of policies, but they're dealing just with just needs a particular to issue. get something in place to deal to sort out an issue that they've yeah, got. Yeah, and quite often I get that with with small businesses, probably not quite ready to get a whole suite of policies in a handbook, um, but they might need a policy because they're just about to um, give one of their employees a, a car to use. So um, that's that's a what a, a great service example. that is because businesses would have that sort of thing coming up all the time. Yeah, and a lot of the time people sort of think that it needs to go into a an employment contract. It's easier in a policy because you can v- review it more easily, and you can um, issue it to all of your employees, um, and you don't need to reissue employment contracts every time you make a change to it. Because they work hand in hand, don't they? Yeah. I, you have a, a clause in your employment contract that says, "I agree and abide by all of the all of the policies and procedures in the in the handbook." Yeah, so I can't remember the exact wording, but in the contract it will say something. It will refer to the policies and procedures. It also says that those policies and procedures don't form part of your contract, which is a bit of a legal technicality. Um, but basically it refers to those policies and says that, um, that you know, you, you've read and understood them and you'll, um, you'll abide by them. So, yeah, they, they do work hand in hand. Sure. And I gather it's a, a very useful tool for any conflict or certain, you know, not so pleasant things that happen in business? It is a a complaints policy, a grievance policy, harassment and bullying policy. Those types of policies are good for those sorts of things because it gives people guidance of what they need to do. Mm, A blueprint. Yeah. So, if you're in a business that doesn't have those sorts of policies and you're having a problem with your colleague, it's not bullying, harassment, it's not anything like that. It's just simply not getting on. If you've got a policy to go and look at, you can look at it and go, okay, well, what's my what's my process to report this grievance or to lodge a complaint? If you don't have those policies, it's a little bit harder. You can still do it, but I think it gives people the confidence to be able to know what the process is and go, oh, okay, I actually do have the ability to raise this complaint with 
my supervisor, my manager, the business owner, and um, and it's clear what I need to do. Great for both parties. It's definitely a good idea for both parties because it gives that structure. It gives the person the confidence to speak up and and um, and say what's wrong. And it gives the employer the confidence to know that they're looking after their staff and they've got clear processes for them to follow. Sure. I gather too having a well-structured procedures and policies handbook could help with um, the you know providing a or generating a positive culture within a business. Yeah, I think that's true. If you've got all of these processes and policies and and documents and guidance in place. I think it gives employees a sense of feeling like you're looking after them because they know what the rules are. They know um, what their entitlements are and what the process is if they have a problem or what the process is um, for um, performance appraisal or, you know, reward and recognition or all of those good, the things I call the good the things good of stuff. HR yep. where, you know, people can see that, you care as a business because yeah. you've gone to the trouble of putting these things in place. Yeah, see, we've concentrated, as you tend to with HR policies and procedures, talking about the things that cover the, the bad side of HR, if you want to put yeah. it that way. But, you know, having that good stuff in there, like you said, it gets a, especially a new employee, oh, wow. Yep. Um, I'm, that's there. I didn't realise that, you know, if I did take an extra 15 minutes on my lunch break that I could cover that at another time. You know, certain things that are, are, are bonuses or benefits of, of working in a business. Yeah, true. And using that example, it's not in the handbook um, that I have, but you could add a flexibility policy. So it tells people what you can do. So yeah. if you have a flexibility policy, you can have those guidelines in there. So it could be, you know, we, we love to support our employees and these are the the opportunities you have for flexibility. Probably a good point to make and, and something that um, I'm sure you'd let your clients know about is to put in things that are specific to them that are good. Like an example might be uh, every you will get an extra day off every year on Christmas Eve because yeah. there's no point. The business owner knows there's no point in them working that day, so I'm going to add that in as, as a benefit. And, of course, you know, a new employee looking at this and think, well, I'll get four weeks in one day. Beautiful. Yeah, and I think it, it, it's hard. Recruitment's hard at the moment. I don't do recruitment. I give advice about it, but I don't, I don't do recruitment for businesses. It's really hard finding um, good employees, um, in general. So having those little things that might be a little extra could be the difference in if somebody's gone for a couple of jobs and they've been offered two jobs, if they've had a chance to look at the employment contract and your policies, that might be the tipping point of them um, deciding to go with you. Or it might be the difference of somebody saying, I'm going to stay with this business because they give me all these extra little things. Christmas Eve's a good example. I used to work for a business where you got birthday leave. So those little things um, I think are really good. And if you can promote those as really positive things in your business. Um, and again, you know, even the thing like a leave policy makes it really clear what leave people are entitled to. So the little extras like the birthday leave or the Christmas Eve leave or, you know, whatever those things might be, um, people know what they are. You know, uh, 
sometimes if, you know, if, if somebody it's their first job and they don't know what their entitlements are and they're a little bit shy, they're too embarrassed to ask, they can just go and look at the policies and get all the information it's they all need. There. They don't have to feel embarrassed about saying, what are my entitlements for my annual leave? How much sick leave do I get? Get they're rid good of questions. any ambiguity. Definitely, yep. And, you know, there, of course, there are legislative requirements in relation to annual leave and, and personal carer's leave, um, but it's all there written for people so they can they can see it. Yep. Look, fantastic. I think you've last two episodes we've talked about um, HR policies and procedures and employment contracts, which is the, the two main things you specialise in for businesses and very easy to do. Jump on the website fill out a form, have a look at it. You'll have a chat with them and put it together. So so easy. If you're out there listening and you do not have an HR policies and procedures handbook or employment contracts, please get in touch with with Karen. It's something that's just so important. And as we've said a couple of times, something you probably don't know you need until you need it because something's gone wrong. But there, as we've talked about, but there are so many other benefits to it as well. What is the website? www.myhrp.com.au And I just want to say too, you know, with those documents, it's true. A lot of the time you don't know you need them until you need them. And I think people are quite often surprised um, at the cost. It's not a ridiculous cost and it can save you a lot of time and energy potential fair work claims, um, having those documents in place can save you money in the long run. It's an insurance policy you need. It is. Fantastic. Look forward to chatting to you on the next episode. Thanks. Have a great day. 